Hey everyone, it's Arnold with Warm Welcome. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of the show where we cover and spotlight Asian American chefs, restaurateurs, and founders. We are sitting down with Lydia Lin from Steep LA. It is a modern tea room in LA's Chinatown. Um, I had heard about Steep from a variety of people. And I think really, quite honestly, it's one of a kind here in LA. We, I personally came across a few of few tea rooms in New York that I'm a big fan of. Um, namely, there's one in the West Village called Tay Company uh, that I really love by Alina and Federico. And um, Steep was a really cool reminder of that that I kind of saw happening in, in New York where I saw kind of a movement into um, people re-engaging with tea as, as their beverage of choice over maybe coffee and um, was really happy to come across Steep. So we had a really great conversation touching on sourcing teas, the health benefits of teas, but obviously um, Lydia's origin story, how she came to be a co-owner in Steep. And I think you're going to enjoy this one. So hope you enjoy our conversation that we had together and I'll circle back with you at the end. I always like to start the show with where people grew up and like how they grew up. Cause I think every Asian American has their own story, right? It's not just like one story. You, you, everyone has their story. So I would love to hear about your origin story, where you grew up and maybe some early childhood, like food memories too, if you have any. Yeah. So, um, I actually born and raised in Guangzhou, China. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a huge Cantonese family. My mom is the younger of the 10. So believe it or not. I have a lot of cousins, a lot of uncle and aunties, and they all amazing cooks, home cooks. None of my family member owns a restaurant, but they always cook at home. So we have a lot of family gatherings, not just for Chinese New Year or Moon Festival. So we actually had like family gatherings, small and big in terms of sizes on a monthly basis. So they all, we rotate in different households. So every time will be a different family that cooks for the rest of the members. So they're doing, they're really competitive in a way. They are. So they would be like, oh, I think I, okay, so so so-and-so make a dish last time. So this time I have to optimize it and make a better version of it. So yeah, so we always had these great dishes. So in my childhood, I always think that everyone cooks. So uh, until I came to America, I knew that it's just a myth. Yeah, yeah. It's a very different culture. Yeah, so... yeah, so we grew. Uh, I grew up in a great food culture, and I I love I start looking I start, uh, love cooking when I was a really young age, and I love watching cooking shows when I was young. When everyone's watching like cartoons, well, I also watched cartoon, but I also enjoy walk, watching cooking shows. And my mom found it pretty odd <laughs> at the beginning, and then she got used to it because I just and she just watched with me. Uh huh. Yeah, and also when I was in middle school, when I came to America, I watched a lot of shows on food channels. So, where where, where in America did you uh, immigrate to when you, when oh, you came? I came here when I was in middle school in LA. So I always lived in LA and I grew up in Acadia. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and grew up in Acadia. I lived there for 20 years. And I mean, I called it home. 
And I also call myself a 1.5 generation Chinese American, where I spent my childhood in China, and I received most of my education here in the states. So I'm a mixture of both. Yeah, and and what was it like in middle school, like just kind of transitioning over? I mean, Arcadia has a is a pretty heavy. I mean, I'm not I'm not too familiar and aware mm-hmm. right now because I'm still new to yeah. LA, but it's a pretty heavy, heavily Asian populated, you know, place, right? Yes. And when I was, when the time that I moved to Acadia, mm-hmm. it was about 50, 50. Mm-hmm. I think right now it's probably 70 to 30. Mm, wow. Yeah. So, um, so when I moved to Acadia, it was about 50, 50% um, Asian Americans. So, um, so yeah. And I grew up with eating different parts of Asian cuisines. So growing up in Acadia and growing up in LA and also, I mean, just grew, grew up in Cantonese family. We always enjoyed tea with our meal, regardless as before the meal or after the meal, we always would have some tea. So tea has been part of my culture and also part of my life just at a really beginning, a really young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So food and tea would always go side by side for me. I want to fast forward a little bit because what's interesting when I was kind of looking you up and trying to find out more about you is you're not, you, you don't come from necessarily the food business per se, but you actually, and you still work in a different industry. You work in kind of the legal uh, law um, arena. How did you make that transition? And, and, and I would just love to hear a little bit about, you know, the origin story of Steep and how that came together too. I still work in the legal industry right now. Um, I work as a legal operations manager for an architectural firm in mm-hmm. LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, is a time after age of 30, honestly, I just wanted to find something that I do on the side that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And tea is something that I always like. I drink tea on a daily basis. And like I mentioned earlier that... Um, I see this movement that's going on in Asia about modern tea room. And I really think this is something I can bring it to the state as well. And Sam actually, um, Sam, my partner, he actually has the same kind of concept. So, so we have a conversation about modern tea culture, modern tea room that we saw in both Taiwan and China. And we were like, hey, why don't we do something like this in LA? So this is how Steep started. And for people that are curious, right? Maybe they're listening mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, what, what is the modern tea room? Like, how would you define a modern tea room as opposed to maybe a traditional one? I think the modernizing tea room is also modernizing the tea culture. Mm-hmm. And um, the most important thing is to simplify the process of making tea. Mm-hmm. And also how we serve tea ceremony in steep mm-hmm. instead of me or Sam being the master sitting at the table serving the customer tea, we do we do things a little bit different in Steep is we actually give you the basic steps and the basic guidelines and the customer themselves, they actually do the tea ceremony, them, do, do the tea ceremony themselves. We don't do it or we just demonstrate for the first time and they just kind of play along with that. Right. So you give a little bit more power and f- freedom in terms of how to kind of prepare their teas. And we also want this experience to be more engaging mm-hmm. and we want to m- co- form this as a community. 
So when the customer come in, sometimes they feel like, oh, tea ceremony is a little bit intimidating because it seems like really far from them. So by simplifying the process, they can actually do it themselves. So they will be like, oh, this is easy. I can do this. I can also share this experience with my friend. So before COVID, we have customer that they done it the first time and they bring different friends over to try different tea. So I, so Sam and I, we really enjoy seeing this, that people actually spreading this experience with their friends and creating this community through tea. Were there any challenges though with that? Because like I said, and like we were saying before we hit record on, on this episode is we were talking about how there's a lack, there's a lack of modern tea rooms here in LA specifically. Do you feel like there were, there were any kind of uh, barriers there in terms of like having to educate consumers about tea? And was that, was that something difficult that you found or were you, was it more of an exciting process? I have to say surprising enough that most people who come through, they kind of know what to expect. So we initially, we thought we have to spend more time to educate a customer that came in, but not really, actually. They came in, they would be like, oh, great, you guys are doing tea ceremony, so let me give it a try. So after they know that how we, how we actually serve our tea ceremony here in Steep, they love it. They love that they can actually do the tea ceremony themselves in Steep. So we didn't really have to spend a lot of time educating our customers, but we also just tell them that we are sharing the experience with you. There's no right or wrong way to do it. So they mm-hmm. tend to be more relieved that way. So they're more relaxed when doing the tea ceremony. We even had repeated customers, they come in before the pandemic, they sit down with their laptop, they have a set of tea ceremony on the side, they just drink tea while they're working. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that's amazing to see. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're talking about tea ceremonies a lot. So could we actually touch on maybe what a ch- traditional tea ceremony looks like as opposed to, and then what looks, what it looks like, you know, at your shop, maybe some differences there. Yeah. Um, traditionally in different regions, the tea ceremony would serve a little bit differently and use different tools. Like for example, in Taiwan, they actually have a smaller and slimmer cup just for you to smell the aroma of tea and we actually um, remove that step and you can actually smell the aroma from your own teacup. And also um, in, uh, for Cantonese um, in Chuchao, they actually use three cups. They always, the tea ceremony is always around with three teacups. But in Steve, we actually have a, uh, a collections of teacups that you choose your own teacups. So it's like you go into a sake bar, you choose your own, your own sake cup. So instead, you choose your own tea cup. So this is a little bit different and more engaging, more interactive. Traditionally, in a tea ceremony, you never get a timer. We use a timer instead. We standardize a lot of the basic steps in steep. So for example, we have a slip, a paper slip that we tell you what kind of tea that you, uh, you're drinking today, the temperature that you're using, and also the time that you're going to steep your tea. So that's the basic guideline that we show our customer. And you don't get that in a traditional tea room. 
And with that, uh, the customer can have a basic guideline so they can do it themselves. And we also give them a little timer. So when you're having a, an, you're having a day or you're having a, a business meeting, you don't really have to keep track of time. You have the timer to keep track of sleeping time for you. I, I, think that's, I think that's awesome. And I think it's so important to take this time to also kind of demystify the tea ceremony. Because I think for people that haven't maybe encountered this experience, it could kind of be a little daunting or intimidating, but mm-hmm. really to dumb it down and really simplify it, it's really just tea, like tea leaves, right? Loose leaf tea. Mm-hmm. You, you add hot water and at a certain temperature, of course, over a certain amount of time, right? If I had to dumb it down a little bit in terms yeah, of- Yeah, those are the three big teas that we want everyone to remember is tea, temperature, uh-huh. and time. Oh, the three T's. I like that. Yes. T, mm-hmm. temperature, and time. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Once you get those right, you're in a good shape. <laughs> so it's so, simple as that. Yeah, that's all, that's all it really is. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, I know you source a lot of the T's yourself personally. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to hear more about how you go about your selections, some of your favorite T's right now, and uh, you know how, how you go about that process too. Oh, wow. I actually miss going back to Asia, selecting the tea myself and drink all the tea and get tea drunk. We, when we were selecting tea in Asia, so Sam goes to Taiwan because he's a Taiwanese and I go to China to select the tea. Um, so the process is really similar regardless of where you go. You try the tea, the different tea. So you, like I personally, I would give the, the type of tea to the supplier and they select a few for me and I taste it and let them know that, okay, this is the taste profile that I want. Can you give me more options from this direction? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I basically have to taste 10 plus teas per day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And if I I was there for five days, I probably drink tea five days. So yeah. what is the sensation of being tea drunk, would you say? Oh my God. It's really similar... It's really similar, like you have too much coffee because it's the caffeine that's actually giving that that um, that intoxicated feeling. Yeah, so we actually don't have any customer that keep tea chunks insti before, frankly. But myself actually got tea chunks insti before because I was uh, testing the tea. Yeah, but during COVID, the process of purchasing tea becomes a lot more difficult because we were not able to travel. So we have to order the tea samples to ship over and we taste it and we let them know which one we want to order. So they will ship it over again. So the process, so a one or two week trip becomes like a two to three months experience. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think about it that way. Cause you got to order the sample, wait for the mm-hmm. sample, try the sample and then place a second actual order if you like it. And you got to wait for that too. Yeah. It's really different. Um, but it's what we have to do right now. So we're just going to stick with that. And, and just hopefully the pandemic is going to be gone and we can travel again soon and we can go back to the physical selecting tea. Yeah, so that sounds like an amazing experience. Yeah, it is. Um, especially when you can actually be there and to see all the process. And you actually get more knowledge by just chatting with the tea suppliers locally. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you're still a relatively new shop, right? You probably opened in like 2019, if I remember correctly. Yes, we soft opened in August 2019. So it's been uh, a year and a half. 
Wow. And half of the time in COVID. Was in COVID. <laughs> yes, you're right. So let's talk about that because you've been, you've still tried to keep busy and innovate and do new things with COVID. And I know you've, you did a few events too. Um, mm-hmm, so tell mm-hmm. me how it's been just, just also, right. Let's be honest. Like early, early on, there was a lot of xenophobia against kind of Chinese people, Chinese culture, just, just mm-hmm. because of the origins of the virus. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, tell me how it was like just operating during COVID and what you guys were doing. Yeah. So fortunately we located in a gated plaza so we always have a security, which make us feel really safe. So um, even though the gate is not locked, but the security is always at the gate and guarding the plaza. So we don't have a lot of uh, intrusions or a lot of the negative feedbacks from the Chinatown area. Yeah, so um, for COVID, it's th- so in LA, it started around March last year for the lockdown, and we were really devastated. We didn't, we were quite lost. I, I mean, for me personally, I was really lost and I was really worried. Like we didn't know what to expect, how long the COVID would last. So, but we just have to step up and just to act on it and make sure that it, it will sustain through COVID. So in the first two weeks, we transform our business into online operations. So we build based on our website to have an online platform for ordering. And we join most delivering apps. We didn't do that before COVID. Yeah, because we were focusing on the experience of tea, so not really focusing on just selling the product. So um, so during COVID, we have to um, join the delivering app and also to have our own online ordering platforms. And because we can't really serve tea ceremony in steep anymore, so we start selling at-home tea ceremony sets or handmade tea bags, and also to expand our collections for um, our retails or online retails. Yeah, so that's the first part, and we also um, elevate our food program. So before COVID, it was tea first, then the food program is then supplementary to the tea uh, tea program. And now we have to elevate the food program to add more items, like seasonal items. Um, so that was a really fun experience. And we also cooking with tea. So we use tea as a seasoning or a cooking ingredient in our dishes. So um, we also work with local talent. So we did some pop-ups with um, local chefs. And we also work with local potenders to create tea mixers for at-home cocktails and or mocktails. And we also uh, and we also did um, collaborations like the ones that we did that was really successful was called Steep After Dark. So that was a dinner event for uh, on the weekends, and we serve tea infused non-alcoholic libations along with um, yakitori's and also seafood dishes that cook with uh, two really talented local chefs. They were phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, and also the beverage program was curated by a local partner as well. So we tried to bring the community together. Yeah, it seems like it's a, it's kind of like, you know, aside from being a modern tea room and, and trying to advocate for tea, it seems like you're very invested in the community and creating a space for the community, right? 
We do, we do. We always believe that Asian Americans should stick together and we should always share our talents and also bring a great events to our customers and to showcase what we can do. And, um, and we do have the power and we do have the talent too. And especially by locating in Chinatown, it's a great location for people come from the West side and also from the East side. I actually, I am finding that out myself as I'm doing my per, my own pop-up project that mm-hmm. Chinatown is a very strategic location. I think that it's a really good location for being able to capture both sides of LA. Um, yeah. And also um, Sam and I, we've been both Chinese American. We do believe that this is the perfect spot where we can promote Chinese culture. How did you come across this space? Because I think it's a like, like we just talked about, it's a great location. And I think like the layout is amazing. I know there's a little bit of a retail portion in the space too. So how'd you guys come across this specific space? So Sam is a designer. So he's, it's his idea to keep it really minimal and a little bit of Sc- Scandinavian. Yeah, and if you look closer and for any of the um, the, the um, listeners that have a chance to be in Steve, we actually select um, furniture that has a Chinese design element. Oh, so Like okay. the chair is actually an inspiration from the Ming Dynasty. So some of a really well-known piece like the white chair, that's the inspiration that we have in our, in our tea room. And also the teaware that we use in Steep was also an inspiration from Song Dynasty. So it's, a, it's an era in Chinese history that art, literature, and philosophy thrives. So tea culture is actually um, <clears throat> also um, really to start sh- taking shape for Chinese culture during the era. So a lot of the teaware that we use in steep were an inspiration from that era, which has a really simple design, really simple line, um, really minimal pattern, and it's a really slick design as well. So we really trying to put a lot of thought into how we integrate that into the history of China and the history of tea culture. Yeah, I am just a big fan of the design and I'm, I'm a minimalist myself. So I really appreciate Thank the cl- clean lines and just how I think less is always more in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's just so nice to go into a space like that where just like there's no clutter and mm-hmm. it's very intentional in, this, in the sense that like things are there because you guys thought of it, right? It's, mm-hmm. not, it's, like, it's not like randomly propped up somewhere. Um, aside from the tea, I feel like the way you guys chose even even as detailed as you know the the glass cover that you guys use for the tea mm-hmm. leaves uh, at the at the counter there, and then the products you carry. I know you carry like fellow uh, stuff from fellow for mm-hmm. for containers, and that's what you guys use to keep your tea leaves fresh. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed those details, and I I am so I'm so happy that you guys are so detail oriented, and it really really Thank does show. You. Thank you, and also the white walls, they were intentional to leave it white. Mm. Because we were also using Steep of an event space before COVID. Mm. And we actually done some photography exhibits before. Oh, um, yeah. I see. So having the white space, we were hoping to work with the local artists or painters so yeah. they can use the space um, to do exhibits as well. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're talking about the space, one thing I want to touch on is obviously you're trying to bring a part of China to your tea room, right? but also Mm -hmm. tea itself has thousands of years of history. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned this elsewhere, but how do you go about like diminishing the distance physically of, obviously we're not in China, but like how how do you bring part of that culture? Is it through, like we said, like the furniture, but is there anything else that we kind of missed that you want to touch on? 
the thing that we believe how we diminish the distance from the history or physically was to simplify the process of tea making and to modernize the tea culture. I think that's really important because traditional tea ceremony is a little bit different than what we're doing in Steep, but we also keep the essence of this tradition. So this is what we believe, and this is how we are convinced that we're diminishing the distance from um, from a thousand years of history. I see. Mm-hmm. And just making tea really approachable. Yeah, so yeah. important. I think it's important to make it approachable because it, it may not be for people that don't mm-hmm. have his personal history, like like maybe you do, because you did grow up with it. Yeah. Um, as we're talking about tea. I think you're a really good ambassador and advocate for tea. So uh, I wanted to give you some space to talk about maybe some health benefits, like why you personally love tea um, and kind of speak on that. Oh yeah. There are a lot of good health benefits about tea. First of all, it's not just um, a refreshment, but it's also a refreshment that comes with a package of good health benefits. A lot of people say that, Tea is a a weight loss supplement, but I wouldn't say it's a supplement, but I would say it actually helps if you want to maintain your weight. Um, It's it's just great degrees from your body and it also help you to protect the pollutions from today's world. And also it's a great antioxidant. It's good for your skin, you know, to make you look younger. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not trying to sell tea, but I believe that because I drink tea every day. Uh-huh. And also, I really think tea is a great ingredient and great seasoning for cooking. I use tea a lot for my cooking. Not just for Steve, for, for myself as well. So we always have dishes on our menu that will involve tea. Or even though you doesn't see the name or the tea as ingredients, but we always use, like, for example, like uh, meats, like if we do the stew, we use tea to soften the meat. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And also um, to blend the favorite together. And also for our curry, we also use black tea to kind of mild down the herb and to kind of like bond all the favorites together. So it's really fun to work with tea. Um, so it's not just to drink tea, but we also experiment tea with cooking. That's a, that's a, that's, I'm glad we touched on that. That's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're incorporating into other things on the menu too. Like that, that's what makes it special. Yeah. So, um, so just recently, um, the most popular item is the black tea flan. Mm. Yeah. So that is really good. Uh, it has a really strong black tea flavor that goes really well with dessert. And in the past menu, we actually have um, tea in uh, like a tea soup. Oh. Yeah. Like an otsatsuke. It's a really similar concept, like a Japanese concept, but we use green tea in our dashi. But um, a lot of topping would be a Chinese ingredient like junk and chicken. So we always wanted to have tea as one of the ingredients in our menu. So we wanted to showcase people that tea is actually really fun. Just like coffee has been used in the F&B industry for a long time. So it's the same thing for tea. You can actually use tea in different ways than just drinking tea. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. And I, again, I, I'm, I'm so happy about what you guys are doing. And I know right now is a very difficult and challenging time, mainly because there are 
aren't really, there's just really zero communication from the city about what their plans are for outdoor dining, indoor dining. I know. Um, but, you know, all things considered, what's on the horizon for you? And, you know, we are, let's see, 18 months into 2021. What do you have coming up? Obviously, we hope outdoor dining can come back soon after the surge can die down a little bit. Because we do, and also we do hope that we can do outdoor dining sometime beginning in 2021. We wanted to do tea ceremony again, and we do wanted to continue this mission of sharing the, the passion of tea. And we also wanted to start some educational program about tea and do some virtual tea tasting sessions. Yeah. That would be really fun. We should do it. Yeah, definitely going to do that. And we wanted to continue to work with the local talents to do more collabs. And last but not least, we do want to continue to make Steep After Dark a consistent program. Yeah, so that once we start um, allowed to do online, I mean, not online, uh, outdoor dining, we wanted to make Steep After Dark um, a more uh, consistent program to, to do it like a tea bar. So daytime will be a tea room, nighttime will be a tea bar. So we're going to serve tea-infused cocktails. So it's really similar to a Japanese izakaya or a, a Spanish tapas bar. So it's a similar concept, but it's going to be served everything surrounded by tea. I love that so much. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. We actually mean, um, so this is the idea that Sam and I, we always had in our business plan, even we, when we start steep in 2019. So we're going to start doing steep and the next step will be sip. We just thought maybe we can call it sip because it's steep and sip. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, but we're not sure. But now we call it steep after dark. Yeah. So um, it's, it's kind of like a speak easy concept that we do. So we're probably just going to focus on the weekend and just have a really selected menu uh, just a tea-infused cocktail menu and also a menu for small bites. We call our food... So often people will ask, what kind of Chinese food you serve here? So we call... We don't call... We don't call it Cantonese food or Taiwanese food. We just call it modern Chinese food. Because it's, a lot of the things that we do is not really traditional. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say maybe I just experimented or things that I like or is based on a traditional menu and I put my own twist to it. So, yeah, so we really wanted to continue doing that for um, the Steep After the program as well. Yeah, so we're really excited. It's at a planning stage, but once it's ready, I'm definitely going to let you know. Lastly, before I let you go, I feel it important to touch on the name of the places. And so why did you guys go with Steep? And also, let's let's clear it on the air now. Let's just clear it for people what, what the logo is. Okay, it's not ITP. It's not ITP. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that because I, I made the mistake too. I'm like, what is ITP? I thought, I th okay, let me tell you what I thought. I thought that Steep was a brand. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought that was like a bigger company. I thought like there was like a corporate company called ITP. And that Steve was like a, a, a little like little branch or a project from ITP. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good imagination there, Arnold. <laughs> so I would love to clear the air about your logo and you know how you came up with the name. We actually came up with the name before we came up with the logo. So the name Steve, because we want to keep it simple. 
and steep steeping tea. So it's really direct and straightforward. So we just keep it that way, steep. So the logo obviously is not ITP or we don't have any like restaurateur or big tea business or tea farm behind either me or Sam. So um, that is actually a Chinese character of steep. People will come in and ask, why was that mean? And that basically is just steep and it pronounced qi, qi cha in Chinese. Awesome. I'm glad we, 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 we clear the air there. So it is the Chinese character equivalent of steep and not a corporate company. And uh, <laughs> no, we don't have a corporate company. And this is just a local, nice mom and pop small business by Lydia. It is. You know, yes. A small local business in that we China. should support. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's important to, to, be able to tell people exactly who the, you know, who's running the shop, what are the, what are the purposes and the missions behind them? And I think that you guys are, um, you know, we, we, we touched on this, but again, just really happy that you're doing and helping kind of usher in a modern tea movement here because coffee is everywhere and so ubiquitous. And I think tea often gets overlooked. Um, but I think it's, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm actually trying to make uh, one of the resolutions this year for me is actually to drink more tea because, um, I, I'm, I, you know, admittedly, I, I drink a lot of coffee, but mm -hmm. there's just something about tea that just really calms and relaxes you and um, helps you slow down. I think it's so important to like living in a city like city, the city life. It's important to like have, have those moments too, to slow down. So you said slow down. So this is a thing that is a mission that we do here in Steam is slow living. Slow so, living. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that we believe that now with the modern age, Everyone is really quick on things. They want things to turn around really fast. But we really don't have the time to actually slow down to enjoy the me moment. So through tea ceremony or just through tea, it's a, a ritual that you actually have to focus on yourself and focus on what you're doing and not to be mindful of anything outside of what you're focusing on. So you just take the time for yourself and take the time to sip tea to smell the aroma, to sip it, to taste the tea, and to just enjoy, you know, some privacy for yourself. And also to enjoy some intimate moment with your friends. I mean, I think it's a great, it's a great vehicle for just like, like you said, slow living is a great term for that. I think it's something that we all need to practice, especially with all the craziness happening. It's exactly. And Sam and I, we always believe that, um, so, Socializing through tea is really important traditionally and also in a modern setting. And we don't always drink alcohol. You can't always drink alcohol. And we're at the age that we can just, we can't just party every day. So we have to find another channel that we, we have um, a place or a method to gather with friends. So through tea or over tea, you will have a really good conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what your shop is designed for as well, right? Is the conversations exactly. and community for the, for, for, for people to come in and enjoy. Yeah. So that's why we really hope that we can bring this back as soon as the pandemic's over, regardless it's online uh, or outdoor or indoor. We hope that we can see more tea ceremony happening in Steve again. And that will be the goal or what we're hoping for 2021. Oh, I, I forgot to mention, but if people want to try you and maybe they, they can't stop by necessarily, what's the best way they can try your things, whether that's teas or uh, anything else you're 
We actually do shipments too. So if you can online through our website, um, steepla.com, mm-hmm. you can actually purchase the loose leaf tea or the tea ceremony set online and we can ship it to you or you can pick it up in steeped as well. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. So there, mm-hmm. are, there are options here if you wanted. Yeah. there. Are, yeah. So during COVID, we do have a lot of options online and we also have a lot of teaware that's selling online. So you can actually put your home whole sets at home as well. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and, uh, you know, for anyone listening and I think that you are just doing a really great job of making tea accessible. And I think if you're thinking about tea, you're curious about it. I think, I think steep is a place to go, especially if you're in the LA area. Um, I definitely had a good time there. So, um, yeah, thanks for being on the show and sharing your story with me. Thank you. And thank you, Arnold, for having me today. And thank you everyone for listening today. Hopefully I will see you in steep soon. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Lydia for giving me your time and also being um, on the show for the first time. I know this was your first podcast. And as I had told you, I love first time podcasters. So I really, really enjoyed our time together. And I am looking forward to when we can go and enjoy Steep again. And for people listening, uh, if you're listening from New York, the update right now in California, in LA County, is that outdoor dining is coming back this Friday. Um, I have my thoughts and reservations about it that maybe I'll discuss on a separate episode. Maybe it'll be an off-menu episode, but regardless, just want to share that fact and update with you all. And um, yeah, if you're in LA and you're listening to this episode and you haven't heard of Steep or you haven't yet been, I would definitely recommend it 100,000%. And um, if you're not able to go, they have an online store set up as well. Check them out at steep underscore LA on Instagram and their website is steepla.com. We'll see you next week on With One Welcome.